All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm very excited about this episode tonight, you guys. I see you all piling up in the chat there, and I'm very, very excited. Uh, of course, we have the great Charlie Robinson sitting patiently in the, in the green room here. And, uh, you know, as you guys may have noticed, I just am kind of skipping over the regular uh, theme music these days, going right to the event. That's the big call to action. That's what we're here to talk about. Um, just so excited. If you guys haven't heard about it, we're doing a big event in Nashville, Tennessee, the weekend of June 3rd, June 4th. Um, we've got uh, just so many people in the liberty movement from all sides of it, all walks of life coming out to, uh, you know, just come together for a weekend of what we're hoping to be just exemplifying just the creative aspect of it, right? We're going to have fun because we're so used to being in the trenches, talk about all the darkness and all this stuff. It's like we are ready to take the culture back. We're ready to affect culture on our end and we're about ready, you know, and we want this to be like the first of many different uh events throughout the country you know we have big visions for what we want this to end up being and uh this first one it's no joke as you saw is like we have like owen schroyer alex zach jay dyer uh you know we got ryan from t lab it's just like it's gonna be a big big deal so come join us come take a trip to nashville nashville is a fun little destination spot Come hang, I'll come take you around town. We'll go hang out downtown. You know, it's going to be fantastic, you guys. So anyway, that's the weekend of June 3rd, June 4th, rebelsforcause.com. There's a link in the episode description. Uh, just go check it out. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you in Nashville. So without further ado, you guys are very excited. Uh, Charlie Robinson, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you? I wish I could come to the Nashville thing. I really wanted to do it and I have a conflict and I can't make it, but you guys are going to have a blast. Yep. And like I said, it's going to be the first of many. So, I, uh, and I'll, know. and, and I, like, I'll get you next year for sure. For no sure. Doubt. For sure. For sure. Yeah. We're very excited. So, um, all right. Well, Charlie, man, I was very, okay. I got this. I was going to bring in uh, Charlie Robinson, of course, the, the uh, host of the macroaggressions podcast, which if you guys don't listen to the macroaggressions podcast, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> um, it's hilarious. It's insightful, educational. You always learn something and you're going to laugh along the way, but also of course, you know, Charlie's the author of the octopus of global control, uh, a staple on my bookshelf. Uh, this uh, controlled demolition of the American empire, another stable. Then of course this one's hilarious. Hi hy hypocrisy, hypo crazy. And uh, yeah, you know, just a prolific, look at all this. My goal in life is to write one book. Look at all those pages. It's just, insane. I know it's a lot oh, of yeah. pages. No, it's great. It's great. Misspent um, mis time writing about conspiracies that don't exist, that everybody's denying, except yeah. that they do exist and they're very real. And these people write about what they're going to do and then they go out and do it. So it's, um, it's only hidden to the extent that we choose to not look for it, but it's out there. If you want to look, it's absolutely out there and it's, it's, it's all right here too. You guys. So, um, if you haven't read one of Charlie's books, I highly recommend it. Um, again, episode or in the episode description, oct the octopus of global control.com takes you to the website. You get links to the show, the books, everything. So, well, shoot, Charlie, what's going on in your in your world, man? Like anything like pressing these days? I'll tell you, I, I just got this a couple, well, maybe two weeks ago. It's a confession, new confessions right. of an economic hitman. I heard you talking about that in your most recent episode there. So yeah, uh, the, that, was the, that third edition? This is the third edition. Yeah, right. this I, I, I'm only through the first chapter of it. But the original book changed my life. I know. It, yep. It, it, I, yep. It just absolutely made it so i just went of course they're using debt as a weapon i never even yep. considered this you know you'd think it's so obvious now in retros retrospect but but at the time 
you know, you, you, if you're not familiar with what the the, the yeah, carnival games, ask, can, that these, can, can you kind of ro- give us an overview? Because uh, yeah, I, you yeah. know, based on your recommendation, and you know, your you know, I've heard you say many times that was a big red pill for you. So I went and read it as, as well, and I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's it's a if people are just starting down this this path or, or anything like that, please go check out John Perkins' Confessions of an Economic Hitman. But kind of unpack it for a little bit for us. Yeah, he he used to work for a company called Maine, which is like working for Halliburton as a um, economist. And and he would get sent on projects where he would be in charge of going to, say, Ecuador and convincing the president of Ecuador that they have the right topography to build a hydroelectric power plant. And it would be great for his country, his people, you know. You could generate electricity that will more than pay for this thing in a couple of years. And, um, and you know, you have electricity, your, your, the kids will learn to read at night. Cause you know, you won't be limited by just the, the sun, you know, when the sun is up and when the sun is down, where you're going to bring electricity to your country. Yeah. It's going to cost a couple billion dollars, but don't worry about it. We have the, the loans already set up with the IMF and world bank. You're good for it. You know, I, I vouch for you. And and so what would happen is these countries would sign on to these massive debt obligations to build a power plant, uh, you know, a, a, a dam essentially, or, or whatever, whatever the case was the, his company built big projects, you know, freeway systems, airports, things like that. And, um, and so you would, he would sell it to this, to the country as having all these benefits. And he would also sell it like it's going to pay for itself with the revenue it generates and then, and of course, his company was going to build it. You know, it was never that money was was going to go from the IMF and World Bank to his company, not to Ecuador. Ecuador signed on to the debt, but they weren't getting that money. It wasn't going to be built by Ecuadorian companies. It was going to be built built by his American company. And so, they build it. Ecuador starts making payments. A couple years go by. They fall behind in their payments because it was never going to make enough money to cover the debt payments. They knew that it was baked into the equation and they find themselves behind on in their payments to the IMF and world bank, which is like the worst loan sharks you could imagine to fall behind with, you know? And so they like any good loan shark, they show up in the middle of the night with a baseball bat saying, you know, listen, you know, we can work this out the easy way or the hard way. Why don't you privatize your lumber industry and sell it to our buddies over, you know, Goldman Sachs or, or, or vote our way in a UN resolution or allow the U.S. to build a military base in Ecuador, whatever the, the, the deal may be. Right. And and so what that was John's that was what John did for a long, long for for 10 years, seven years. He didn't know what he was doing. The last three he did. Uh, and and so he he explains that what what happens for the countries and the presidents that that didn't take the deal, you know, the ones that that understood that it was a trap, he would he would explain to them Jaime Roldos and uh, General Omar Trujillo's Panama and, and Ecuador that, that these these presidents he would say, listen, you know, like here's the deal, and they would say we don't want it, and then he'd offer it to them again, and they'd say we still don't want it, and he'd say, listen, if you don't take the deal, the jackals come. Mm. And the jackals are the CIA hitmen, mm-hmm. contract killers, but for the CIA. And, you know, he explained to these guys, these two guys that he 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 came to really respect in part because they weren't doing what he wanted them to do. He had a, a an ounce of respect for them because of it. 
he said, you know, this, you know, this is the old deal, the silver or the lead. Yeah. Sort of situation. Yeah. And these guys said, we're not going to enslave our people with this debt. We're not going to do it. And both of them blew up separately and plane explosions in 1981 that the CIA made happen. So, so this is kind of how it works. And I, and so I'm reading this in 2007 and I'm, and, and, and I'm, I'm in the, I'm working in Las Vegas in real estate. Mm -hmm. And what I'm, I'm making the connection between what we do on a smaller scale, you know, what we did, well, I, I wasn't in the mortgage business, but I was selling new homes. And then, you know, we've got a loan division. We can put you in touch with our loan department and they'll get you qualified and all that stuff. Right. So we were getting people qualified for loans that they had no business buying, you know, houses they should not have been able to afford. I got a specific example. I remember a $405,000 house that we were selling. This guy made $10 an hour yeah. as a landscaper. Had come from Mexico, you know, he's going to American dream, right? He's going to buy this house. He's going to, you know, good for him. Right. But the problem is he qualified for an adjustable rate mortgage and that thing was going to spike in a couple of years. He was going to be upside down on it. He wasn't going to be able to afford his payments. And then the banks were going to take back tangible assets. You know, they were going to loan out funny money, fake federal reserve money. They were going to get these guys approved and then our mortgage company wasn't going to sit on that loan for more than three days before it got sold off to Wall Street, packaged up into mortgage-backed securities and sold um, as bonds. Uh, and, and of course, that's what took down the, the economy. Yeah. So I, I had this epiphany while I was on this vacation reading John Perkins' book. And it just it just changed the way I saw everything, and 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 I knew about nine eleven. I knew all about mm -hmm. that at that mm -hmm. at that point, but I didn't understand the money part. I didn't understand that game, and 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 so you know when I had a chance to have John Perkins on macroaggressions, it was a big deal to me, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he he I you know there's some people in your life that you recognize like I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for this person, you know, and that was, and I never met John before. I just I simply read his book, but, but it woke me up in a way. And then I had him back on and he's, or I had him on and he said, um, you know, I've got the third version coming out and it deals with China, right. the Chinese economic hitman. I was like, Oh shit, I got to get that. You know, that's going to be great. So yeah, anyway, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I finished the first major chapter in it and I've still got more to go, but, uh, but, but this, the same, uh, strategy formula applies, you know? Yeah. So is this new version, like new content, new information? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. all new. Wow. See, I have another oh, one of those books here. Hold on. I got another one. It's, uh, it's uh, The Secret History of the American Empire. Have you read this one yet? Nope. I haven't read that one yet. Yeah. read so that. I found it at a Goodwill or something. I was like, ooh, I got to snag oh, that up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. It, there's, there's a lot in here, you know, and I think the finance component is boring for a lot of people. Yeah. Banking. It's like, oh, it's banking. You know, who cares? I get it. Yeah. But like it really matters because they can yes. do so much damage with, with through the banks. And the banks are so corrupt. They're all dirt. I mean, you know, they're all they're like the pharmaceutical industry. They're they're mm -hmm. the, all those banks are convicted felons. They've yeah, all been convicted in court of like price fixing, market rigging, Forex, Comex, LIBOR, um, you know, the gold market, the silver. They're all rigged. They're all literally rigged markets market blue court charged with felonies found guilty and had to pay fines of course nobody goes to prison for it but yeah. but 
So it's no exaggeration to say that all the banks and all the pharmaceutical industries are convicted felons because they are. And so I think when you, you know, you can, you can kind of dismiss the banking side of this because it's sort of like boring, who cares, but it, it, it matters. And it has the ability to enslave all of us without even firing a shot. Yeah. And that's absolutely true, man. Like, like, so, you know, there's two different tangents. I was going to take this. Like, first of all, just the idea of just debt in general used to enslave, you know, that's something that's like a weapon that's used against just everybody. Kind of what you described there with these mortgages, you know, we are beholden, you know, a lot of people don't have independence in their lives because they're swallowed up and trapped with their mortgage. And therefore they have to comply with their job and they have to do all these things. It's like, because of the debt that we're put in, you know? So that's, that's one aspect of it. But the other really big piece that, um, you know, stood out to me, particularly what you were saying right there about the pharmaceutical companies. We actually saw kind of a modern day version of this with particularly, I think it was Pfizer, right? The Pfizer injection going to all these foreign countries and saying like, you know, you need to put up your infrastructure as collateral in case anything does go wrong with these shots. You know what I'm saying? So it's like very, like the, when I heard that being rolled out, my first thought was John Perkins, economic hitman, yeah. right? You know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, do you have any other thoughts around that? Like in terms of the overlap there or, or just how yeah. bold they are to, to completely just roll out the same game plan, you know, never put up collateral when you're dealing with these people. Yeah. Cause it's, a, it's a scam for them to get that collateral, mm -hmm. to, whether it's your, your land, whether it's backing you into a corner and making you do something against your will, whether it's, you know, whatever, whatever they can do. Uh, they will do it. There's no line that they won't cross. You know, like you and I, we, we yeah. were saying, oh God, I, you know, I'd feel really bad if I did this to that person. They don't care. That there's, they don't. The, the, this is, this is not a, a a hurdle that they're unwilling to cross over. Yeah. So the idea that they're going to sub, you know, subject, subjugate the the whole, mm -hmm. an, an entire country, and you know, the audacity. Take this. Take these vaccines and or, oops and and if uh, anything yeah. happens you know then um you know then 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 we'll we'll take your we'll take your tangible assets back mm -hmm. like that's crazy that's craziness and 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 listen if you if you're a leader and you see this and you recognize it and you are vocal about how you're not going to get involved like that poor guy in Zimbabwe they just mm. murder you <laughs> it's just it's just as simple as that they just kill you and and replace you with somebody that will a, a world economic forum young global leader that's on the come up and they just go yeah you know hey listen do you uh, you're from this country right you've gone through our program we're about to uh make changes in the government. We would love for you to be a part of the new government. And you're like, well, but there, this guy isn't, Oh wait, the next day he, he died mysteriously. Oh, okay. I get it. Now I understand what you're talking about. Changes to the government. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm available. You know, so that's kind of how these things happen. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and it's funny too, I think, you know, as we all kind of know, like this economics in general banking, you know, it's intentionally, very confusing like it's not readily available to most people you know it, it gets very very murky very quick and it is like i still don't know shit about money dude i'm just like <laughs> figuring it yeah. out like i just did so i mean they never taught us any of this stuff i don't know dude like i'm just you know we're, i'm trying to figure it out as i get older but anyway but it's so interesting because like right now we're living in an era where now the, the all of it is evolving the whole narrative, the whole, all the drama is moving closer and closer towards the banks as kind of the crux of the thing. And it's starting to reveal itself as maybe this is 
the, the groundwork that's been laid this whole time. Like I just heard a really good interview that Ryan Christian from last American vagabond just had with uh, Castro Catherine Austin Fitz. I watched it. Yeah. So she was talking about basically, you know, how it's this, it's just a series of consolidation moves. Whereas COVID you see, um, well, not only that, so COVID was a two, but like kind of a two way thing where, you know, you can print all this money, all these COVID relief packages, all these things that are being handed out. But kind of like what you were saying, the money is being handed out to their cronies to build the control infrastructure. So all that yes. money went to build out the control infrastructure. But at the same time, it was utilized to decimate small businesses. So that first round, the COVID, the lockdowns, all of the handouts, it was to decimate small businesses. She was saying particularly in the district where Silicon Valley Bank was located, like a lot of their loan portfolio was small businesses that got wiped out, right? So there's interesting how that, but it's like these Democrat run states and cities, like interesting overlap there, but also, you know, so what we're seeing is the consolidation of business, those who are World Economic Forum partners, people that are, you know, willing to play ball, you saw that round during COVID, but now what we're starting to see is now the smaller banks, smaller banks are going to get, start to get wiped out as that phase of the consolidation continues. So it's all driving towards something that is all steered centrally around the U S dollar. But it's really interesting too, because now you've got like bricks and all these other financial competing financial systems popping up around the world, which has always been the United States strength. It's like, that's what we, exist for we have like we have the world reserve currency and you don't mess with that now that that's being threatened you know it's almost like you see like the rats leaving the sinking ship or just trying to capitalize with the last little bit as the system's still there but i know there's a million things we can go with in there but i think uh, you know because you you know you have like some financial background and you know i know that you probably keep a close eye on this banking situation but uh what are your thoughts like in the immediate future about what we're seeing in terms of that and uh you know yeah just whatever you think about that I like that Catherine Austin Fitz described the Silicon Valley Bank as a execution. You know that mm -hmm. it was like she's, that they, they, they that it was intentional, mm -hmm. and and that it and that it spooks the traditional uh, bank you know bank customers deposit holders into saying small and medium sized banks are at risk. Uh, where do I go with my money? Then you have Janet Yellen at the Treasury being asked a question about who do you decide to protect and, and, and save in these banking crises? Is it, um, should the small and medium sized banks expect that? And her answer was we, we protect the ones that are systemically important. So you go, okay, I know what that means. That means the big ones. Yeah. So between thinking that small and medium sized banks are, are on the verge of, collapsing and then hearing from the treasury secretary that we're only going to save the most important ones and putting two and two together you say well i had to move my money to the big banks then the reckless banks that are too big to fail they're, they you know they're they're drunk at the craps table at three in the morning but they don't care because they know that if they go down they take everybody all the other big banks with them because of their derivative books so they can't go down and and if they do they will get bailed out so they're they're negative behavior will be positively reinforced by the fact that the treasury and the fed will come to bail them out. Yeah. So that creates a, a pan, like a, 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 a bank run, not out of the system, but just from small and medium sized banks to big banks. And then you, then they've got you, then you're trapped yeah. because yeah. those big banks are the ones that can very easily 
uh, be the lead drivers on the central bank digital currency. And I would suggest that they, they will be, you know, along with the fed. And that is in my opinion, a hill to die on the central bank yeah. digital currencies. We under no circumstances can allow that to, to be normalized, to take hold. I've read something recently that the Fed is going to roll it out in like two months. No, Jesus. absolutely not. No. Uh, I would like to remind people before we get too blackpilled with the idea of central bank digital currencies being um, a foregone conclusion, that they rolled them out in Nigeria and the Nigerians just completely ignored them. Yeah. They only one half of 1% of the people in Nigeria are transacting with the Nigerian version of the of their central bank digital currency. 35%, I think, of Nigeria transacts in Bitcoin. So wow, they just have voted with their dollars or their whatever their currency is to say we're not doing that. So so think of, and you, we mentioned, you know, the small and medium-sized businesses. Not even, Now we're not talking about banks. We're talking about the businesses getting decimated during COVID and that only the big ones are, are, are not only the big ones around, but, mm-hmm. but you know, enough small and medium size went away that, that it's really becoming just big, big players and a few scattered medium-sized and small-sized businesses. But the big ones that decide to play ball with the World Economic Forum and become partners with them, I can envision a scenario in which this is like the late 1800s uh, company store in, on the Rockefeller properties, you know, when they're, they're the, the mining colonies where they're like, we'll pay you in these fake dollars that can only be redeemed at the company store, which they ran, you know, and so it, it, it keeps, they, they get everything, right? Yeah. So I can envision a scenario in which your central bank digital currencies may only work at the company store, company store being all of the companies that are connected to the World Economic Forum, you know, so, Mm -hmm. so anything that's approved by them, it works, or maybe, you know, because it's programmable, there's almost endless ways they can rig it. Yeah, they could say that no, you know, it doesn't work at all anywhere else except at the company store. Or they could say, we'll give you two to one at the company. Like we could really like do the carrot scenario as opposed to the stick and say, we'll give you, we'll give you two to one. You buy twice as much stuff here. And you're like, Oh my God, what a great deal. Well, then that just kills the small and medium sized businesses that were left over. They can't compete. That's an unfair playing field, but it doesn't matter because nothing about it will be fair. They can set the currencies to expire. You know, Scott, they had a bad Christmas. The numbers yeah. just came out and the Christmas sales were down 16%. You know, we just can't have that. So what we're going to do is we're going to set uh, 40% of the central bank digital currencies that you have in your bank account to expire in the next 90 days. So you better get to spending, you know, and that's how they can be confident in saying things like you'll own nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll own nothing because you won't be allowed to save anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they'll because it'll ha- all all the money will have an expiration date on it. So just about the time you get enough money to save up for that car, it's you you've got a big batch of it that starts expiring on you, and so you'll have to be forced into a rent situation. And guess who's guess who are members of the World Economic Forum? Uber and Lyft. I mean, what a yeah. surprise, right? You know, so yeah. so you've got these groups that the CEOs of both of those organizations are World Economic Forum young global leaders. So they've already planted the seeds all over the place for this own nothing society. But the CBDC is central to that. 
if they can get that to work the way they want it to, the way they envision it. And you can even look at the, the head banker at the BIS, the Augustus, the big fat guy, and, and, and hear him on video saying the thing about central bank digital currencies is that we would have total control. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, like I know that and you know that. And, but like, are you, you're not supposed to say it on camera, man. Like every, yeah. now everybody hears the plan. So it's coming. And it's a real big deal. And and again, back to like where we started, which is banking is boring and nobody cares. Well, you're going to care. You're going to care real fast when you can't conduct business with anybody because your money doesn't work because they control it. Yeah. And it's going to be some sort of problem reaction solution situation that they orchestrate and they've telegraphed it and told us and written about it. You know, it's either going to come in the form of like, you know, some cyber attack or it's going to be, you know, something that's going to somehow or, or the bank runs or the bank runs. Right. It's going to seem to be a simple uh, situation where it's like, oh, I'm sorry, all your money's gone. Um, but we have this thing over here. We'll give you your your uh, Fed now dollars. Just like, here you go. Just like sign here and you'll get all your money recuperated just in this or a percentage of your money back and in, in the form of this new central bank digital currency, which is then going to opt in everybody to this new system. Right. And so, you know, I think the biggest thing, it's going to be like a gut check type of situation because, you know, if people aren't able to diversify their investments and their wealth in ways that aren't controlled by a bank or in a bank, uh, then they're, they're going to be presented with a pretty much an offer they can't refuse to opt into that system, you know, and then that's going to come with so many other things that are going to require more and more compliance as you go along just to be able to, 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 to play that game. And so the gut check is going to come in the form of like, okay, well, let's not play that game. Like we have to just realize that even with the, the shot, you know what I mean? Like these are all just offers that they're going to make us. They, they're, 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 they're always just offers and it may seem like it's completely coerced, but no one had a gun to their head. You can still like, I, I got, you know, i walked away from a job. I got fired from a job. You know what I mean? Like I just, I was not willing to go through with that. So I was not willing to accept their offer and I dealt with the consequences. Right. So right. it's tough. It's going to be very tough, but I have a lot of hope that even if it does come out, there's going to be so many, probably the majority of people that will just be like, no, I'm good. Like we actually uh, have this whole system over here. You know, there's, there's some, you know, to, to their credit, I would say like some, uh, communities like, like, well, it's like church communities, even like the Mormons, the Mormons have a very long history of like in-group preference, like just do an economy amongst each other and not, you know, mm -hmm. that's just like stuff like that. So that is like how we are going to actually be able to, so let's say they do do it. Right. I have a lot of hope. It's like, you know, I'm working really hard to build community here in Tennessee with my new friends. I got here in Tennessee with various different groups that I'm involved in, like Liberty kind of centered groups. And I just always have to just really, keep saying the value of just building community within your community. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, there's lots of different ways to do that. Like the freedom cells movement has been a huge one for me. Um, Bertaria, the Bertaria times app is a really great way to meet other local people. Um, you know, uh, let's see, make Americans free again. I was just at American, make Americans free again, little gathering last night, which is like Pam Popper's thing. And so it's like what we need to do right now, while things are relatively mild, or we should have been doing this for this whole time is just build out our, your, your, your network, your community, building trust within that community. And then if anything does happen, it's going to give you more confidence in being, being able to not opt into whatever this system is that they're going to offer, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree. The Amish were right. Yes, exactly. The Amish. Yeah. See the Amish, the Amish rule. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, of course they, they'll they, never see this podcast and, or exactly. hear it. And that's a damn shame because of their views on technology. But I mean, but seriously, the, the, 
the idea that that we can uh, move ourselves out of this by building parallel systems. I, you know, I go to Anarchapulco and speak yeah. and, and do totally. that. And, and I f- always feel very inspired when I get back from there uh, because of the people that I've met. So many smart people out there doing amazing things. But they they just decided, that group decided, why why are you bothering to fix a system that was that's so deeply flawed and i mean that a system that was built by design to uh benefit a very select group of people at the expense of everybody else why yeah, why like, bother yeah, fixing that it's like that saying like the, the government's not broken it's working exactly the way it's supposed to yeah the exactly. system's working exactly the way it's supposed to mm-hmm. so. so they say let's not waste our time and energy doing that we're going to build something different and then we'll we'll pull people off of the old system onto our system and scale it up and, and make sure that it works better so you get things like homeschooling and uh, the food people are all out there the grow your food uh grow network people were out there marjorie wildcraft and people like that you know you've got great networks of of people that i have now internationally that i would have never met Mm -hmm. staying at home and doing this so the idea of getting out and knowing people and and spreading this you know networking to the extent that you can is fantastic i think we're going to need it you were going to need it for our sanity too to remind us okay like i'm breaking down it feels like i'm at the end i'm feeling a little bit hopeless and then somebody else out there can reach out and sort of say hey listen no, no, this, you're going through the, this is the cycle. You're in this cycle where you're, where you're going to feel bad for a while, but we're going to come out of this the other end and you're going to be fine. So you can help each other emotionally through this. Cause it's look, it's going to get, it's got to get bad, right? Yeah. It has to, it, if we're, if they're going to implement build back better, the, the back part in there implies that what was originally there has been destroyed. Thus they must build it back better so it implies destruction in the name and so you know that they're going to try to ruin everything but there is there is hope and i will tell you this this is the hope these people some of them are really dumb and i take and 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 i'm and i take i take pleasure in knowing that when 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 the rollout for the inject the bowls uh however we can say it without getting busted no um, hey i'm not on any platform you could say that these these vaccines are murdering every single person it takes out okay, okay 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 yeah. please right, let loose dude this is how that's this is, yeah let loose <laughs> well well you know we like we we have to um i don't know we 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 have to counter their narrative with a better one right we have to understand that when they say we're going to roll out these shots and we're and everybody's going to have to take it we stand up and push back then it forces them to go to plan b and and plan b apparently was okay well when the people aren't sufficiently scared to stampede in and get these rush to market experimental gene therapies disguised as vaccines then then plan B is we're going to give out free donuts. And you're mm-hmm. like, really? That's the yeah. plan. That's plan B. Yeah. That that's as far as you guys got in this whole plan. <laughs> free donuts. 
Yes. Like, holy shit. What a, you guys haven't thought this out very far. Like you're supposed or, to be global maniacs. Like, or that's the, how they think of us. That's literally how low well, they think of us. You know what I mean? Like we know that they that. have complete dis, just complete. They just despise us. Don't even view us as human. Like we're a subspecies to them. And so that's like, oh yeah, just give them donuts. They'll be fine. You know? Well, well they do talk about thinning the herd quite yes. a bit. And yes. so they do in actuality think of it. I mean, I know you're, you're sort of only half kidding there because they, yeah. do, they, no. they, 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 they certainly treat us like animals, mm -hmm. but they also think of us as animals as well. So they're like, I could just see them sitting around in this bond villain layer, like around a big table, you know, like specter or something going, yes. what are the, what are the pores like? They, well, they like donuts and beer and yes. Talladega and they like NASCAR. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll give them free donuts, uh, free beer. We'll give them lottery tickets and we'll give them a couple laps around Talladega. That ought to take care of the redneck population, right? All right. What, totally. what are the blacks like? You know, and you're just yeah. like, oh my, like you can almost feel the, 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 the think tanking going on mm -hmm. about how, how they're going to roll this stuff out. But again, I, I, they may have a 10 step plan towards global enslavement, but if they can't get off step two, what good is it? You know, so mm -hmm. make it difficult for them every chance that you can, every way that you can talk to people. Remember, you do not comply with unjust orders. Just we saw what happened when enough people stood up and Biden came out and said, well, I'll use OSHA to force you guys to get it. Everyone's like, you can't do that. We're not we're not doing that. We'll just not work. We'll mm -hmm. just we'll just be defiant and we'll stand up. And what happened? It all went away. So yep. so they they test market a lot of this stuff. They come out and talk a big game. But when you stand, they they all they they do think we're insects. But remember, we are the ants and they are the grasshoppers. And there are a hundred of us for every one of them. So use your numbers. And if enough of us, and you don't even need a majority, but just if enough people are non-compliant, they don't know how to deal with a lot of that stuff. So so it's it's in our best interest to be difficult to to them because as long as we can gum up the system and make things take longer than they expected. You know, other aspects of this global enslavement grid are dependent on the first parts getting done too. So if we can stall and screw up the first couple parts like this, uh, then we have a better chance of screwing up the medium and long range plans as well, because they're sort of waiting on this to get sorted out. So, so we, we do have power. Mm -hmm. We just are, we have been taught our entire lives to view ourselves as being powerless. And, and maybe we are individually, maybe, maybe individually, we don't feel very powerful, but enough individuals grouped up with the same ideas and the same sort of uh, determination. We can, we can create big problems for them. And, and I have I, I'm not a problem starter with people that aren't problem makers. Mm -hmm. For me, you know what I mean? You're cool with me. I'm cool with you. But if you're out there and I, if you're talking and writing books about depopulation and talking about how you got to get rid of all these people because they're just taking up too much space on your planet, well, then we're going to, we're going to have a problem, you know? Yeah. And so, and I, I think that people need to remember they hate your guts. Yeah. They despise you. They have no respect for you. They would like you dead. They, not just me saying it, they write about it in all their book. I've got a bunch of books where mm. they write about how they want to get rid of the, of all these people. So like you have been targeted for elimination. What are you going to do about it? You're going to just sit down and take it. Or are you going to be difficult? I, I say be diff 
difficult mm-hmm. and, and group up with like-minded people. That's how we're going to get out of this. Yep. Be the disruptors. Right. And then that's another yes. thing they didn't take into consideration is the fact that they just activated so many people. So many people have like not only awoken, but uh, have been activated. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. started podcasting post COVID, you know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, I felt compelled. Something compelled me to start talking into a mic without any idea what was going to happen, you know? And so many people I know, you know, similar stories in every area of their life that they've kind of like they've left old jobs and they've kind of gravitated towards something that's more in alignment with their values and they're just living better lives and they're growing and they're like having families and it's like okay they just awoken the sleeping like talk about the sleeping giant you know what i'm saying like like this the sleeping giant that's been awoken is just the people who are aligned with truth these days who you know uh see what's coming and are willing to do something about it so it's really it's really uh you know they didn't take into consideration any of this stuff i don't think i think they no. way underestimated us and i think that they're scared at this point could you imagine them trying to put the restrict act in 10 years ago they could have mm-hmm. passed it with nobody paying attention yeah easily just like they did with the national defense authorization acts and the yes. patriot act and, and all these things but when you get a um a population that's now paranoid and paying attention and and aware of what these people have been doing you're going to have pushback and yeah. uh and good because whether it be JFK or 911 or covid when you have these big transformational events in which the government and the media conspire to lie to the general public and tell them not to believe their own eyes you get a bunch of people that say i know what i saw I know what I saw and I know what I went through and I know bullshit when I smell it. And that's what, what we're dealing with here. And you're going to have, you're going to have a sizable percentage of the population that it's going to wake them up simply because of the audacity of the crime. And, and, and COVID is a crime. It is a crime against humanity. So in so many different ways, so many different ways too. In so many different ways. And, um, and I think people are starting to view it as such. They're not, yeah. the, you know, at first it was these things happen. Oh my gosh, we're so unlucky. You know what? Why us? And 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 all that. And then you go and you peel back. I mean, in the alternative media, we were paranoid from the beginning, right? We we understood something was. But now there's now people that don't do this, you know, don't have any particular necessarily interest in the, these topics are now sort of going, you know. You want me to get another shot for a virus with a 99.98 survivability rate and a median death age of 80 years old? <laughs> like, why? Yeah. This is Scott. We we <laughs> we all went through school, right? Yes, yes. If you took a math test, and 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 your teacher gave you a math midterm, and you got a 99.98 percent on it, would you ask for extra credit? No, of course not. I'd be like, that's what awesome. if the extra credit could kill you? Yeah, exactly. Would you ask for the no? That's of course, great. Give you myocarditis, right? That's a great way to put it. This, yes, this is the insanity of it. Yeah. So it's like, again, when people are scared, they they their brain function changes. They move into very short term survival mode at, at the expense of long term planning. So you you start to make decisions that aren't necessarily the best as far as statistical comparisons and things like that. So I, I, I asked this question. It's like the very, very, very best case scenario for the vaccines for COVID mm-hmm. is your chance of survival by 0.02% because you're already at 99.98. So the best you can do, you can't do more than a hundred. 
the best you can do is 0.02%. And that's that to trade as, everything else for that. Yeah. As Ryan points out, you have to even get the quote unquote virus first in order to even qualify for that additional protection. So it's like the odds are just sure. even more exponentially like reduced. It's like, it's just, yes, there's the, yes. So any perceived, uh, you know, benefit is just so far outweighed by any risk. You know what I mean? Like in any, every way, shape and form, a hundred percent. A virus so dangerous, you have to be tested just to find out if you even have it. Yeah, exactly. Oh gosh. Exactly. So none of it, none of it makes sense. And and that actually is one of the key tenets of all of these things. If you can get people to believe absurdities, you've got them. You yes. know, if you can get them to to not believe their own eyes, if you can get them to 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 you know to not you know to believe that nineteen Arab hijackers with box cutters evaded our national security for an hour and flew planes even though they didn't know how to fly Cessnas, flew them perfectly into building. If you can, if you can get people to believe those crazy stories, they're yours forever, man. They're, you're, yep. Those people are, are incapable of piecing it, piecing it back together. And so I, 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 part of it is like, you know, it, it always feels like a bit of a litmus test. And, and to be fair, I, I, I failed nine 11 at the beginning. We do. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to say I'm I'm some smart guy that had it figured out on day one. I most certainly did not. But yeah. but again, it's 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 about it's about figuring it out eventually, right? Yeah. It's about figuring it out when 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 you come to that if you ever do. And a lot of people just never do. But but it but COVID felt like a litmus test for me for mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Like how how willing to trust the media are you? How will how how unwilling are you to, to not believe your own eyes? You know, like you've, you, I mean, the, 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 the performances that they, the superstitions that they put people through in the, in the name of science were, were hilarious, you know, like stand on the dot or, or go this direction down the aisle of the grocery store, but don't go the other direction. Down, you know, like all these things, it was like, sit, it was like, Simon says, touch your nose. Simon says, touch your head. You know, touch your butt. I didn't, Simon didn't say, you know, so it's like the whole thing felt like a game of like, oh, let's see how far we can push these dummies. Let's see if we can make them. Let's say, I bet you I, we can make them stand on a dot. Yeah. Like some, there's, you know, yeah. there's like a billion dollar bet between like one of Dude. these globalist dickheads between the, each other. Like, I bet you a billion dollars we can get them to stand on a dot. And the guy's like, I'll take that bet. <laughs> Dude, I've been, I've been saying that for a long time. And it's like, it's probably some like, you're like Arab chic somewhere. It's like, watch this. I could get the whole world to cover their face. And the guy's right. like, no, 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 no way. No way. This game of pool, right? It's like all over a game of pool. Right. And now we're seeing like, okay, so watch this. I just, I just got a notification right before we went live that uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is going to run for president, which is an interesting Good. twist, interesting twist. But then I bet the, the back deal, the back deal room or the back room deal on that one is like, Hey, watch this. I'm going to get all these mega guys to vote Democrat. Watch this. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Oh. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. There's, there, there's something, there's definitely something. Uh, there. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, dude, like I, the presidential politics thing, I think the last couple of times we've talked, I've said like, you know, I remember 2020, the 2020 election. And I was like, I was all in. I'm like, Trump, baby, let's do this. And I remember you and Whitney and Ryan and all these guys are like, you guys, don't do it. Don't do it. I know, defense, but I just can't. I can't help it. <laughs> in your defense, though, <laughs> yeah, he was better than Biden. OK, yes, of course. Of course. You know, I yeah, mean, yeah. but it's also it's like the smartest yeah. dumb kid in the exactly. know, in the remedial exactly. reading class. You know, so. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, speaking of Trump. Yeah, yeah. I do like his ability to make the 
the right people very angry. Oh, I love it. Yes, that's it. He, that's you it. know, the media yeah. and like mm -hmm. the, you know, the, 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 the hardcore lefties that are like, you know, the screaming at the sky people when, when he got, I mean, yeah. that is <laughs> yes. priceless. Yeah, we're still, we're still riding that meme. That meme is still just as potent today as it, it was it, eight years ago. Right? The, the power of being <laughs> able to say a million things in one picture is yes. the power of mimetic warfare. Yes, it's, yes. Uh, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. The next few years are going to be very interesting. I saw a really good meme recently and it says two people talking. Basically one person said to the other one's like, Hey, I wonder who's going to, or he's like, who do you think is going to win the 2024 election? The other one's like the government. Yeah. The government every single time they, they, they the undefeated champions every you know? single time <laughs> you know? so they are yeah they are the undefeated champs of this yeah, but I, but again it's it's like what flavor of tyranny do you like the best yeah chocolate chocolate chip with uh with joe biden or um you know orange sherbet with trump yeah yeah, I don't know, man. So anyway, we're gonna be over here building our little thing. So you all are welcome to join. Doesn't matter, us, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You exactly. guys, you guys go riot <laughs> yeah. and fight and, yes. and be stunning and brave and do all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna be out in the woods doing uh, something better. <laughs> oh my god, I got a funny story for you. So my buddy and I, we were uh, so I do my the little handyman stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just kind of pay the bills a little bit. And uh, one of my other buddies, I brought him in on job. We were doing like a patio paver job. And like literally all day just cracking up because like as we were building it, we were just like, oh, it's so stunning, so brave, so beautiful. Oh, look, it's so stunning. As we were just, just dying laughing all day, just like, oh, it's so stunning, so brave. Anyway, you had to have been there. It was pretty I I, I see <laughs> like I, I see the cultural Marxism. Yeah. You know, we we at Anarchapulco, yeah. Ron Paul was was there, right? Yeah. And and he spoke nice. and yeah, and he's great. Yeah. And and he's still pissed off, by the way. He's angry yeah, about that, about cultural Marxism. Yeah. And, and I, I watched his speech and it was great. And then we went to dinner with him that night wow, and so he cool. gave us, he gave a speech at the, at the dinner. He was still mad about it. Yeah. He was still going on about cultural Marxism. So it's like, I feel like I can't be mad enough about what they're doing to society. When Ron Paul is like out angering me, you know, mm. he's, he's, he had, endless energy to talk about that he goes we gotta disband the cia immediately i was like oh my god you've still got it you know yeah. you've still got it and, and it's funny for a for a, a a white republican who spent 20 years in american government to go to anarchapulco in front of a bunch of anarchists and i've seen ron paul three times there yeah. uh stand up in front of these people with that on your resume you should rightly be pelted with tomatoes but it's Ron Paul. Yeah. And he was like the only the voice of reason for his 20 years in there. And so he gets a standing ovation because everybody loves him. But, but again, his policies are like, they seem insane, but there's just logical. They're, they're all very, very logical. Stop totally tormenting your own people. Stop spying on your own people give them freedom and they're going to be a whole lot happier than if you restrict them from their freedom and, and, um, and, 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 and tell the government to stay out of it. And it's refreshing to hear a guy who was in the government say that the government needs to stay out of it. And, and, and to also say, talking about terrorists, he says, I, I suspect there are more terrorists within a five mile radius of my office building in Washington, DC than there are anywhere else in the world. And he's right about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. There's no question about that. So speaking of the terror that they're implementing, I was going to, uh, go a couple different ways here, but as we're kind of just 
we're inching towards the finish line. I wanted to know, have you actually looked into that restrict act at all? Have you done any sort of deep dive on that or unpacked it to kind of, so we know we're up against, I've heard some talk about it, but I haven't really had a chance to look at it too much yet. I, I had someone email me that they, they, you know how the, the government loves acronyms, you know, a yeah. Patriot Act always stands for something. Yep. Restrict. Rush everyone speaking truth and reality into cages today. Or, or <laughs> like, camps. Oh, yeah. Or camps yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. camps today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that And I, I, I said, yeah, yeah that, that sounds about right. You know, they, they, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read it to the extent that, sure. that other people have. But you know, I know whether it's NDAA or the Patriot Act or the yeah. Restrict Act or whatever, it's going to do whatever they tell you it's going to do. It's going to do the exact opposite. Yes. And, yes. um, and I did, I do know that there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's language in there about, and I don't know how it's phrased channels that broadcast to a million people. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means a million downloads or, mm. or if you have a million subscribers, we're going to be like, Every component of their broadcast can, is subject to uh, censorship, and, and and the people themselves are subject to examination and investigation. And VPNs are illegal, and they'll wow. give you twenty years and a million dollar fine for using a VPN. And, and a lot of this stuff, you probably are, you know, going. How are they going to enforce this? No way for them to enforce it. They'll find some people to enforce it on. And then the yeah. news will do their job of broadcasting that, and then it'll scare the hell out of the rest of the people into not doing it. So some poor bastard will pay the price for having a VPN. Yeah. Or, or, or it's just like a literally like, you know, they can, if the central bank digital currency goes through, they can just restrict your access to your money or, or put, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the biggest lever that they could possibly pull. So at that point, it's whatever they implement, you're at the mercy of their dictates or whatever, you know? So, yeah. So, all right, yeah. So be be vigilant for that. So, all right. So yeah. uh, the last thing I want to talk to you about. So I know the last uh, time I had you on Rebunked uh, was our group conversation with uh, the great Ollie Demigard and Steve Poikinen and uh, yeah. uh, uh, Monica Perez, and we were just kind of doing a doing us like a school shooting mass shooting roundtable discussion because like I feel like all you guys have unique insights into psyops, the psyops, and then your story in particular. I've heard you recount several times about. I think it was, you're talking to your mom, right? What it was like, you know, when, when a shooting happens, you're like, watch, watch what happens. There's like a pattern and just watch for these and watch yeah. for those. And then, and sure enough, the next one that popped up, it was like the same kind of formula. And she was like, what was that? Was that your mom? Was I right? Yeah. In that? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was, it was my mom Yeah, and it was the San Bernardino yes. shooting. Now with San Bernardino, was that the one after the Vegas shooting? Was that the the one right after? Like, you know how, remember? Okay, they were so you, close. I don't okay. remember exactly when? Well, here's here's an interesting one so i uh you remember the vegas shooting right the route 91 festival yeah then like a couple weeks later there was another shooting at another country music uh, yes. event in, in, in like ventura yeah. or someplace and there and there were people who were reportedly at both of those incidences and so yeah. immediately we're just like oh god like crisis actors whatnot well mm -hmm. dude it's crazy i met a couple of the people who were at route 91 who were also, they were like, yeah, we just love country. So I know a couple of the people I met them. They live here in Nashville. I, I did some work with them and they were telling it, me it about actually how they were made sense And it was to like, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, in that particular case yeah. that people could be at both because yeah. I, as somebody that yeah. lived in Southern California for yeah. 35 years and lived in Las Vegas yeah. for 10 years, sure. that route is, is back and forth. And people yeah. are in Southern California, they'll go to Vegas on, on a Friday afternoon, just, mm -hmm. to, you know, just, 
at the drop of a hat and say, let's yeah. just go to Vegas. So that yeah. happens. Yeah. They, so the idea that yeah. there might be overlap that, that geographically possible. Yeah. Then, well, then you add in the fact that there was the country music yes. aficionado component yeah. to it. And that also made sense. So when I saw those people that had been at both of those, I was paying attention, yeah. but I wasn't too over the top about it yeah. because I thought, well, it is conceivable. It, yeah. it, the, the, the real ones are when they're the, you know, I was at the Boston bombing and then you show yeah. up at, at, at some uh, random school shooting in Texas and you're exactly, like, exactly. Really? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so I'm here in Nashville. Right. And so the, the big one that just occurred, right. Is the, uh, you know, the, the, what was it? The, um, gosh, the school was well, the school. Of course, I'm trying to remember the, the, the name of the school. What was the name of the school? I don't know. Covenant, just, Covenant, just, Covenant school. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, basically, you know, I do know some people who know, who knew those, uh, the, the teachers that were shot. So I can pretty much, I can vouch for that. There was, you know, it's not like a staged incident, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, but, um, you know, there's been some suspicion locally, some people talking about, uh, the only thing that really was weird. Like I hear people talk about the shoes, how the shoes appear differently in some of the footage, yeah. but I don't know, man. It's just like, I think, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on it. If you have any unique takes on it, because like, you know, obviously, one of the clear signs of some sort of weird psyop is the uh, overlap between if you have like the psyops collide issue, you know, when you have like psyops that are like right in your face, multiple ones colliding on a certain issue, like that's always guns and trans and all that yes, stuff. Yes. And Christian yes, yes. schools and school yes, shooting, all that. Yes. It, it seemed like if it was a Venn diagram, there was a mm -hmm. whole lot of intersecting. Exactly. Exactly. And, and those always make me a bit suspicious too. Cause it's like, we're going to do a false flag where we blame bump stocks and they're like, yeah. Can we can we blame Muslims too? They're like, yeah, well, sure. We can blame Muslims, and they're like, and 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 uh, can we make them trans Muslims? They're like, that's too much. You know, relax on that. Yeah. You know, but every now and then they go, yeah, sure, we'll add that. You know, and so then it becomes just like multiple agendas. And what what? Speaking of Anarchapulco and Ole yeah. Damagard sitting in a bar with him till three o'clock in the morning talking nice. about false flags and Gladio, and he and we were talking about. The, the, the guy that he, that reached out to him, who is in that group that that's pulling these, these, uh, false flags. And I'm not saying that the Nashville one was, I'm just saying that the group that, that, that does that where Ole said that he believes it, it's a group going from NATO base to NATO base. And that that's, that's how right. they're pulling it. Like they're on tour. Yeah. Like it's a, they've got like exactly. a yep. stage set up. They've got, this is the, the 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 bombing people that these are the people that do the makeup these are the people that do the casting these are the people that do this and we just kind of move 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 and he said that he was contacted by somebody in that group that said oh. you're very good at what you do and you're the be you're probably the best at it but you're still missing some things if you want to know if you really want to know a signature move look for bikes and shoes yeah bikes and shoes yeah and so when the when the the Nashville thing came out and there was the discrepancy between the Puma and the van shoes. Mm -hmm. I went, well, those are technically shoes. Normally what he, when Ole's talking about that, he's talking about the front page cover of the LA times is a pile of empty just shoes. shoes, like, like yeah. shot from the ground on the ground of just like a pile of shoes. And it sort of implies, look at all these shoes of these dead kids and, or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, yep. and, or, or it's like a, 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 a child's bike that's just laying on the ground and mm -hmm. it sort of implies like another child taken away that'll never ride this bike but it was also this messaging 
mm-hmm. from them to one another. So he was like, he was told watch for shoes and watch for bikes. And he says, Oh, after that, I went back and started looking at some, some of the things he's like, and there's shoes and bikes everywhere. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, listen, I love a good mystery. Yeah. I, I don't like random people being murdered. No, this is not good. But again, whether this is, you know, it just seems a little too on the nose for it to, for it to be a trans person in Nashville, when you've got the state of Tennessee bringing up legislation about yeah. transitioning centers, you've got um, the uh, Daily Wire being there. Yeah, right. and they make and, that's, that's their bread and butter. That's their bread and butter. That's how they that make is their bread living. and butter. Is by is by yeah. not doing anything about it, but just like showing videos of like half naked little boys dancing on a stage. Like that's how they make their money. It's like, come on, dude. Yep. I mean, you just talked to to Simon Esler. Big shout out yep. to Simon. Uh, the movie Cut should be coming out here. I think April. Well, thank 14th you. That's fifteenth. You. Yeah. You. You made that happen. You're the one that yeah. said you got to talk to this guy. And yeah. then I I got done talking to him. And I said, oh, well, now I know why Scott said I had to talk to the guy. Yeah, very impressive. Fantastic. Very impressive. But also, did you get to watch the movie already? Did you watch the movie? No, I haven't had a chance okay. to, to watch okay. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I watched the trailer. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a powerful movie, man. Like, uh, you know, and that's that was one of the things that I commented on with that is just the idea that, you know, it's not this overly sensationalized glam, you know, how just like the, the conservative ink type media is always just like tweeting out just like these stupid videos, of like little kids at strip club. You know what I mean? It's like, doesn't address the issue. doesn't address any of the, like the problem or, or look at it. And one of the, it's not, what's not very clickbaity is like the, the girls that are impacted by it. You know, the women that are like, you know, having the mastectomies and, and if you've seen like the photos of their arms, yeah. like getting their arms cut off in order to create some sort of like phallus dude, like it's just, and then the movie really focuses on like uh, people who are in the process of detransitioning, who realize mm-hmm. the mistake they made and are now trying to, regain whatever semblance of being a female they have left you know what i mean and it's like it's just it's sad so heartbreaking but 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 he does a great job of talking about the argument and presenting solutions um outside of just the sensational nature of it you know and it's just like i just it just irritates me it irritates me a lot when this particular topic gets covered in a way that just you know just really more than anything just kind of just normalizes it and just perpetuates it even further you know and it's like yeah. i don't care what adults do but like this whole kid thing is just out of control man so i think i think that's i think that's what what that group is going to learn is that yeah. if they want to push stunning bravery everywhere and have uh the nhl embrace you know pride night and and, and wear warm up sweaters you know during 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 pregame and stuff like that that's all fine and good but when you cross the line and start directing this towards children, yeah, you're going to find that there's no appetite for that from the general public. Yep. And in fact, they're going to be uh, not too interested in your entire agenda for adults either. It's going yep. to really backfire. And I think the people that are going to need to drive the change on this, because clearly you and I as straight white men could, or, you know, how dare we have an opinion about this? That mm-hmm. we, We're just perpetuating white supremacy, you know, right? That's what exactly. we would be called. So fine, take us out of this. If you want to save the alphabet, then, then the, the, the gay community, not the trans community, but the gay community that has worked so hard for 50 plus years to be taken seriously and have done a very good job of it. The gay community is going to be the ones that need to drive this and change yeah, it totally. and say, you yeah. guys are fucking this up for us. 
now. You're making us look bad because we're all lumped in in this alphabet thing. And we don't want anything to do with your mental illness. And you guys, you guys need to stay away from the kids because I'm telling you right now, these other people, these heterosexual people, if there's one thing that they agree on is if you start messing with their kids, they get really, they can't agree on anything else except this one thing. And you want to make them mad, you go after their kids. So you guys better knock this shit off. Cause it's looking bad on us. So I hope the gay community stands up and distances yeah. themselves from this and really make it clear to these people that this is no game. Kids, it, 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 you, you should expect the worst in people. I'm not yeah. saying it's right. You, you should expect the worst in people. You start trying to touch my kid, my 11 mm. year old daughter. Mm -hmm. I cannot be held accountable for my actions after that. No. No. And, and, and I'll take my chances with the jury. Hundred percent. Play the percentages. Hundred percent. You know, so, so, so again, I think this is going to backfire on them in a big way. Yeah. By 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 forcing it on the kids. You adult club. I grew up in the gay one of the gayest cities in the world, Palm Springs, California. Third of the population gay. Hmm. Got no problem with it. Not. It's not my. It's not my thing. I've got gay friends. Don't care. We all get along. It's not the most important. It, in fact, it never comes up in discussion. But again, you start talking to the kids about this and you're going to find that um, you don't have a whole lot of allies for that. You, your only allies are pedophiles. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. And, and, and by the way, yeah. you, a, a byproduct of this is that you will be labeled a pedophile. So like, do you really want to do, how, why do you want to talk to our kids so much about sex? You know, like mm -hmm. you, you got to understand like that the, the, the average person is going to be suspicious about that. Yes. So it's, yes. it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird, it, it goes back to the Ron Paul thing where he was talking about cultural Marxism and how there's like this indoctrination to really sort of gut America from the inside. And part of it is this social decay. And when you, you know, when you start talking about trying to, to the transition kids at 11 years old, that is not the, that is not the sign of a healthy environment uh, no. uh a healthy society it's a sign no. of the end of an empire yep yep the end of an empire you called it that the control might even be a controlled demolition of the american refuge yes One you guys go there. go get the book i've read it cover to cover it's fantastic can't recommend it enough all of charlie's or, books. or listen to the the audio book oh yeah that's uh, right huh by the great patrick smith that's right uh, of anarchist and disenthrall Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, Charlie, tell us about this new project you got going, TNT Radio. I know. I got a radio show. Isn't that yeah, crazy? Yeah, that's so awesome. Saturday mornings. Nice. But it's 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 Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern to noon uh, on tntradio.live. It's an internet radio. It's based in Brisbane, Australia. They've got some good people on there, Some yep. some like Patrick Henningsen. I've been watching his stuff at 21st Century Wire for 10 years he's on there there's uh joe hoff from gateway pundit is on there uh hervoy moricic who i love from geopolitics and empire he's got a daily show on there so i started going on and and as getting interviewed and talking to the the hosts because i i knew some of them mm. and from doing that it just went wound up turning into a uh a radio show and so it's so what's cool about it though is it, since even though it's morning in America, it's mid Saturday at midnight in Australia where they're based. So I'm like, Oh shit, this is kind of like an opportunity to go art bell, you know? Art bell. So, um, yeah. so I did on my inaugural last Saturday was my, uh, 
my first episode, I did open up a phone line for time travelers only in honor of Art Bell. Nice. Time travelers only. So, and I'll do it every week. So hoping for calls from time travelers, but time travelers only. That's awesome. Well, Charlie, congratulations, man. Like you're just Thanks. doing the deal. Thank I you, love brother. your shows. I love your books. Like I just so Thank grateful you. that, uh, you. like, you know, when you mentioned, when you mentioned the whole thing about John Perkins being a big part of your journey, you're a big part of my journey. You know, you ever well, since like uh, some of our first episodes of Truthzilla, you're always there supporting us. And man, I just, and you're uh, going to be a big part of somebody else's journey. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's, and we owe it to ourselves. If we yeah. know that this stuff is happening out there. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, I'm not saying you have to devote your life to it or anything, but, but you, you, if you, if you see it and you recognize it and you understand what's going on out there, you have a duty and obligation to inform people close to you and and let them know what you see. Not, you know, don't make them crazy or anything, you know, don't like sit them down and lecture them, but like you've got to sort of gently infuse them with this information because, once you know it, you can never unknow it. Once you totally. see it, you can never unsee it. You know, and 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 it feels like since I now have a kid, the clock is reset for me. Like I have to give a shit for her lifetime. Yeah, not just exactly. my lifetime. You know, so uh, so I have to. I'm still in it. I still have to to care about it. So anyway, awesome. I, I appreciate your support and thanks for everything that you're doing. And I hope yeah, everybody goes to the event and I wish I could make it, Yeah, uh, but I will be supporting it where I can. And, um, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course, Charlie, where can they find you, follow you and support you? Um, Macroaggressions goes out as an audio podcast twice a week, wherever you podcasts are served and in video format on Rockfin, Odyssey, band.video vigilante.tv and you can follow me on twitter at macroaggression or go to the website the octopus of global control.com the books that in digital format are available at the website and the books in paperback format are available on amazon perfect awesome all right well everybody uh, thank you so much for joining us charlie thank you so much and everybody until next time no fear just keep on crushing all right talk to you soon all right